When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Thursday edition of Sharp Money here from Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, live from Las Vegas in our South Point Sportsbook Studio. I'm Ben Wilson, in for Patrick Maher. Amal Shaw is here on the desk. New producer for us behind the glass, Brian Ortega, host of the Concierge Confidential Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts uh, here in town. We had to get the plug right off the bat, so Brian's head wouldn't get you know, too big, Amal, but... Here we go. A lot of sports to talk about today. A lot of day games. We're going to get your preview on the big AL East matchup atop uh, the top that division with the Orioles taking on the Rays from the Trop coming up in a few hours. A lot going on as well in the day baseball. But uh, for now, Maul, some NFL headlines to get to right out of the jump. And uh, I'm sure you were you were uh, having a good uh, laugh at the Saquon Barkley quote that just came out and is now making the headlines out of the New York Giants saying, I might have to take it to this level as far as sitting out the season. So, yeah, interesting. Look, I think if you're Barkley sitting out, I know it didn't work out particularly well for Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think with Saquon right. Barkley it's going to be as bad because remember one thing with the Steelers, you had Ben Roethlisberger, who's a far superior quarterback to whatever Daniel Jones has been in his career. I thought Daniel Jones, and somebody had sent me a direct message on Twitter, and great job by them. They were saying that uh, Barkley was not as effective in the past game as I may have alluded to, and they were correct on that. However, I would point this out. I don't think Daniel Jones is as good of a quarterback without Saquon Barkley in the backfield. I think it would hurt the Giants. I actually think it would hurt Daniel Jones' long-term viability with the Giants. To me, if you are Saquon, you've got to kind of dig in here. He's already made $38 million in his career being the second overall pick. He's had a ton of endorsements off the field, Ben. I think this is where you draw a line in the sand. And look, I know people don't want to hear this. But, man, it's $38 million, and you're getting your body beat up every day. What's the worst-case scenario if you don't play or you walk away from this? I I mean, I get it's $10 million, a lot of money. And I I always get annoyed when people go, it's $10 million, I show Well, you know what, then go play in the NFL. You're, you're not there because you're not good enough. And so if you're good enough, people will pay you that kind of money depending on what you do for a living. But I think he's drawing a line in the sand. It's perfect. Pollard, on the other hand, he's got to be there because he's only made under $4 million in his career. And I'm not trying to say that's chump change. But based on where Saquon is financially compared to what Tony Pollard is, right. two different stories. He's going to take the $10 million. We don't even know if he's going to be able to return at full strength. And the quarterback situation, too, for the Giants. Daniel Jones coming off his lowest interception rate of his career, 1.1%. Don't you tend to think them all with mediocre quarterbacks? And let's, let's, we don't need to get into the whole debate on Daniel Jones. Yeah. But st- statistics would bear out. He's been about a league average quarterback. Even last year, his career best season. Trying to replicate a just over 1% interception rate going to be really difficult no matter who you have around you and you would like to think that adding a above average running back to the fold would it would at least try to help that as the Giants try to avoid some regression that a lot of people view is coming this year you're absolutely right I think this team got hot late in the season and I think they're getting a ton of credit for one playoff win Ben there's a propensity to do this all the time in college basketball when a team wins a conference tournament or knocks off somebody in their conference tournament people think they're going to have a deep run in March and then you see them get bounced in the first or second round I just don't love this Giants team. Look, the odds makers don't believe in them that much either. They're plus 160 to make the playoffs. The NFC is wide open. There is just a glut of bad teams in that conference. And you have the New York Giants sitting at seven and a half wins at plus 160 to make the playoffs. Not, not, I'm not saying that the odds makers are correct. However, if you just go based on their numbers alone, they don't believe in this team. Well, it's funny, it's funny you bring that up, too, because 
as much as I would be tempted to just hammer the under on the Giants, there's so many signs that point to regression coming. Let's just go back. Let's say that we were in the year 2003 instead of 2023. And the Giants do what they did last year. They make the postseason, win a playoff game, despite having one of the worst one through third quarter advanced numbers, the the win, the expected wins in the NFL. They were a, a bottom 10 team, first, second, and third quarters. We're the second best team in the fourth quarter, which is something you just you figure them all. You don't need to be a major math head or analytics guru to figure out that that is very hard to duplicate. Wouldn't in the past, though, a lot of odds makers put their total, say, nine and a half, ten, just because previously before we we had the market is getting wise to the perceived regression coming in you would just assume all right well a team was that good they're probably going to be around the same level again whereas now the market seems to be all over this and i just wonder is that already baked in so much that there's not really any reason betting it now that it is seven and a half remember they were seven and a half last year on the win total well that was the point i was going to make i think this team is really what they were last year or the year before to a certain extent they've got better coaching as we know but overall i don't think this team is that good Look, if you go back and watch that playoff game against Minnesota, they were able to run the ball with Daniel Jones against the Minnesota Vikings. That's where the defensive uh, problem or breakdown was for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm with you, Ben. I I just don't see the affinity for this team. If things break well, they win nine games. If they don't, I think this team is around eight or seven wins. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. Good for him. He got paid. I mean, look, there's a lot of inept quarterbacks that get paid in the NFL. Because the the position always requires somebody, and there's just not enough. There's not good enough quarterbacks out there. But I think Saquon Barkley is still the straw that stirs the drink on this offense. And think about think about the other team I mentioned: Giants, second best fourth quarter team last year. Mm-hmm. The team who was better, the only one, the Minnesota Vikings, who yeah. they are now getting all that credit for beating in a playoff game. It also just goes back to I think the perception now has become, and a lot of these stats have been thrown out there about valuations of running backs in the NFL and just so just the raw salary numbers where if you go back to 2009 uh, Amal how many uh, what, how many running backs who led their team in rushing were making over 2 million in that particular season how many since 09 that's that's 13 seasons now of Super Bowl champions I have no idea it's bum- the answer is one wow and it is not even a guy who's classified as a running back it was Percy Harvin with the 2013 Seahawks was making two and a half million wow so I think that's where a lot of this conversation comes into on Saquon Barkley which makes, I want to transition you to the Detroit Lions since they did make a move, a very small move, but it makes it so funny to me where they decided to <laughs> draft a running back so early when you had a potential generational defensive lineman and Jalen Carter on the board. Lions trade up and they decide, you know what? Even though you can get running backs at this you know, bottom bargain barrel price, let's just, let's just pass on a huge positional need we have. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you think about this. Um... You see teams, they took Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama at the 12th overall pick, and it came as a shock to many people. But what really is surprising to me is the league has gone to a point where they devalue running backs. So why are you taking any running back, in essence, before the first 45 picks or even the first 64 picks or getting through the first two rounds? Completely valid point. And now the Lions are continuing to make moves. They did This is, again, very minor, but they did trade for Denzel Mims from the Jets, who was the reports were Mims was going to be waived anyway at the start of training camp. Uh, Jets get back a 2025 conditional sixth round pick. Detroit will send New York a uh, that's what they sent New York, the conditional uh, the Jets sending Detroit a 2025 seventh round pick as well in return there. So not one that you really feel like moves the needle them on. And the lions, it'll be a fascinating case, fascinating case study because if you look at the, just the, the preseason positional rankings that a lot of sites are putting out, a lot of people are expecting the lions to be at the very worst you know, league average. And this was a, especially on defense. This is a grouping that was among the worst in the league last year. And how many real pieces were added? It's all been offensive improvements. The lions have made. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And look, this team, I think what Jared Goff has an offensive ceiling Yes, Amon Ross St. Brown's a good player. I think Gibbs is going to be a tremendous talent. How he gets utilized remains to be seen. But, you know, you look at this Detroit team, everybody's high on them. They won five out of their last six games. And if you even go back further, they won uh, eight out of their last 10 games, which is impressive. But let's break down those victories real quickly. You beat Green Bay, who had an under 500 year. The Bears should have had the second pick in the draft. I wind up with the first pick in the draft. The Giants we talked about, but the Giants went four seven and one in their final uh, twelve mm-hmm. games of the season. Or I'm sorry, in their in their uh, four six and one in their final eleven games of the season. But you look at you look at some of these teams. Jacksonville, okay, they did beat Minnesota, but the Jets were a team that struggled. Uh, the Bears again, the Packers. So they got four wins in, in that stretch of eight victories against the Bears and the Packers. I, I, to me, this is the Seattle Seahawks syndrome here. You're all everybody's overreacting to a team because of what they saw down the stretch. And it's like the old great, it's the great Bill Parcells line. You are what your record is. 
and this is a 9-8 and eight team. They were fortunate. Look, Aaron Rodgers already looked like his house was on the market by the time that game was played mm-hmm. Sunday night when you got to Lambeau Field. I mean, that team looked like they were disengaged, were disinterested in that matchup. I'm not. I think Detroit's got a great shot to make the postseason because they're probably in what I would classify as, I don't know, the third worst division in the NFL. Sure. Behind the NFC uh, South and the uh, AFC South. So I'm not ready. I don't know where you come out on this Lions team. They're good. They're solid. But let's not act like they're the second coming of the 85 Bears. No doubt. Well, the thing I, I that always kind of sets the alarms off in my head, Amal, is when you have a team that is statistically very, very bad in one category. Lions were 31st in EPA per play on defense last year. Don't really make any legitimate acquisitions. You yeah. think about they'll be relying on a rookie at linebacker, which is always a very uh, interesting, aggressive strategy to take, hoping that that will just automatically translate right away. Right away, And that already the personnel rankings – from a lot of people are as if to say, and I'm looking right now at ESPN, they did their overall season roster rankings. They have Detroit 17th. So unless you're, unless you're going to say Detroit now has a top five offense and is, and is basically you're combining those two offense versus defense. That's how you're getting to the 17th number. I just automatically become really, really skeptical when publications that we really trust smart football people go, all right, this is now a 17th ranked team when the defense was that bad and they didn't do really, really do much to add. That's all. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I still have some concerns. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, look, when you have a hot stretch at the end and people kind of tend to remember that we have a, basically a recency bias. I, I don't know. I want to see what this team does. want to see what the Packers are, the bears. I think there's a few intriguing teams in that division. I, I think even though that division isn't great, it could arguably be the most intriguing division because sure. you've got teams like Chicago with Justin Fields. They add in more DJ Moore at the wide receiver position. I'm not sure what chase Claypool is going to be, but the offensive line is theoretically improved. Green Bay, if Jordan Love is competent and effective without turning the football over, that team could be pretty dangerous. Minnesota, we're talking about the Vikings like they finished 2-15 and 15 last year, and this is a team that went 13-4 and four because uh-huh. they lost one playoff game. All of a sudden, they're the worst franchise in the history of the NFL. That's why we love these these long stretches of, the, of July where you see every single narrative hammered into the ground, and a lot of times, some you always talk, too, about just groupthink and how that can sometimes take over betters' mindsets, and that all of a sudden becomes gospel when it really is far from the truth. No, absolutely. I'll tell you right now, and a guy like me, I could use a switch. I'm getting killed in baseball right now. The Braves can't cover a run line except when I don't bet them. And, you know, so I'd like to at least take some losing teams from the NFC North. The good thing is I know all these teams are going to falter at some point in time, mm-hmm. and hopefully I can be on the opposite side of there that. There you go. That Hey, that's that's one way to look at it. The Braves, by the way, part of a couple of games that have already wrapped up day games in baseball. That was a huge comeback for the Braves that had a lot of importance. Braves and Diamondbacks had been engaged in a very tight series that the Diamondbacks had uh, looked very, very good in each of the last couple of nights. We'll talk about the baseball up next. There's another big game with divisional implications. It's coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll get them all thoughts on that pregame. A lot for us to get to Josh Applebaum, VEASAN Morning Daily Bets will join the show at 4 p.m. on the East Coast. And Vinny Maliolo, the Hall of Famer from the sports betting side, will stop by from the South Point here at 5 p.m. on the East Coast. That is all still to come. We're just underway on this Thursday edition of Sharp Money. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to get in on the fantasy action but sick of managing your roster? Sick of player injuries ending your season? With Best Ball and DraftKings, you get the best of your team all season long. This year, Best Ball and DraftKings is bigger than ever with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. For a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before this offer expires. To start playing best ball, download the DraftKings app using code SHARP, enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest, and snake draft your team for the season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all your top scores. No ads, drops, trades or I should have played them instead. Teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. So what are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app and sign up with code SHARP and start playing best ball today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer. Opt-in required with $10 entry fee. Bonus issued as 10 DK dollars. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com slash promotions for details. It's Thursday, which means on Sharp Money, there's a whole lot of day baseball for us to talk about back here in Las Vegas at the South Point Sportsbook Studio. One big divisional matchup about to get underway in about 20, 25 minutes. Want to make sure we get the deep dive into this one, Amal, because we have the Twins and Mariners going at it again, wrapping up a four-game set. Twins have won back-to-back games after the Mariners took the opener, and M's are running out of time to turn it around. Uh, Amal, that was a team you and I both really liked as we had our little all-star break previews of second-half teams. Mariners so far have looked very, very flat since then. Ben, I just mentioned my Braves loss. You want me to bring up the Missouri Elite Eight loss? I mean, I why mean, are you bringing up the M's game from last night? I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it's We're this, team is, yeah, this team is struggling right now. You're absolutely right. I thought this team would be able to get things turned around. Remember last year, we saw them get on a huge run in July, make a push to the postseason. Uh, this team at this point just doesn't have it right now. Uh, good opportunity here today with Kirby on the bump, but not a bad price at minus 122. And the Twinkies, their bats have woken up uh, post-All-Star break. So, this team kind of keeping the Cleveland Guardians at bay as well. Let's see if they can continue to do that. Real quick, i got to give credit to your Milwaukee Brewers today. 4 yes. nothing win on the road against the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies have been playing great baseball. By the way, what a play by Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Oh, my. one nothing game right now, going to the bottom of the seventh, and he doubles off Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham, by the way, not one of the more cerebral baseball players of all time. Uh, no. I, didn't I mention yesterday had had Trent Grisham not slipped in the outfield in the yeah. twenty in the what was that the twenty eighteen wild card game that the Washington Nationals never win their title? Oh, you're absolutely right. I and, mean, that, and that's real. Like that would have happened. We just got. I think it was him that got doubled off first base. But more importantly, it was a pop up that was between the a first base dirt and the lip of the outfield, and he thought the ball was going to get dropped. And even if the ball gets dropped, Ben, he's going to be out by thirty feet at second base. You're better yep. off just staying put and hoping. That, you know, if it's caught, fine. If it's not, you try and make the play afterwards. But he gets doubled off for no reason in a one nothing game. That's a crucial loss of a base runner, even though there would have been two outs. Sorry, 2019 World Series for the Nationals. Never happens if Trent Grisham just focuses on the baseball and he got all turned around and slipped. And, yeah, next thing you knew, Brewers had lost uh, to the Nationals. Also, if you want to just make me upset him, I'll just, just bring up Kylo Quinn in 2011 uh, Norfolk 2011-2012 Norfolk State. And as a Missouri alum, that is all that is all you need to do. Or Tyus Edney, one of those two names. The uh, Kylo Quinn, that's so funny. Yeah. I remember that. Got a whole NBA career simply out of that one game. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's how sometimes in basketball and, and other which, sports I mean, they draft guys based on. I mean, good for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that same year, C.J. McCollum, had, we thought would have the same thing happen with the Lehigh performance against Duke, and then he ends up with actually being a legitimate NBA player. So, Was there any doubt he's from the Cleveland area? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, that's also fair. <laughs> uh, by the way, for these games that just wrapped up, Corbin Burns, you look at his last uh, couple of starts now, Burns was really, really good today. He did not give up a run. Brewers have now led the major leagues, 11 shutouts, as Milwaukee – uh, has gained, uh, they were in a position to gain ground. Cincinnati did follow up, though, with a 5-1 win. So Brewers win 4-0 over Philadelphia in about a pick game today. Goes way under the 8.5 total. Reds also match Milwaukee to stay within 2.5 in that NL Central Division. Reds winning 5-1. Also another coin flip game today. Another game that despite both of those being played during the day, Amal and Parks where balls have been flying out. 
Both of those stay under that 5-1 Reds win. Andrew Abbott uh, with the winning, uh, the starting pitcher today for Cincinnati. But uh, look at Corbin Burns, and this has been a big question mark for Milwaukee about the starting pitching. Could they get... A, the depth going with Brandon Woodruff on the shelf now for a couple of months. Wade Miley's been put back on the aisle. And could Corbin Burns, who had some struggles early on in the year, was getting hit hard, was not getting the same swing and miss numbers as in the past, could he find his form? And you look at Burns now, with the Brewers here two and a half games ahead of the Reds, this is back-to-back shutout starts. He struck out 13 in Cincinnati last week as part of one of those shutouts, and now he shuts out the Phillies, who had been very good at the plate. Yeah, absolutely. This is what I was talking about earlier with them potentially being able to play and match up well with Atlanta in the postseason. If he catches fire, you mentioned uh, Woodruff. If these guys are effective, you know, in a four-out-of-seven series, you get to potentially have these guys go four times. You win three of those games, then you got to figure out a way to steal one more. Mm -hmm. You liked your chances. Burns easily, in my opinion, even though Strider had 13 strikeouts today, does give up, I think, four runs. He's the best pitcher if they were to match up with Atlanta, assuming there's no acquisition made by either team to add or bolster to their rotation. You you look at this team right now, offensively, they can pick up the pace. They've got a great opportunity. They score four runs today, shut out the uh, Phillies on the road. So a really nice job done by them. One other thing real quick, I mentioned the Blue Jays game. one nothing right now north of the border in favor of the Blue Jays in the bottom of the seventh. When are they going to come off these eight and a halfs with Blake Snell pitching? All this guy does is go five innings, give up one run or no runs. I think this is like his 11th start, and he's given up five runs somewhere in that range. Another game that's going to stay under the total because the Padres, their offense is anemic at times. They are capable, but they just haven't been able to do it consistently all season long. It's one nothing right now in the bottom of the seventh. It seems like a long shot for this game to get over the eight and a half. Certainly so. This has been an underfest today. Yeah. So kind of reversing the trend from what we had seen the first few days coming out of the brick. By the way, I was just doing the uh, the mathematical hand-by-hand calculations on Burns. 14 innings, no runs, four hits, three walks, 23 strikeouts his last two starts. Is that good at all? At 23 is ridiculous. Oof. And, you know, the ability to get and keep guys off the base. How many walks did you say? Three in 14 innings. Yeah, it's, I mean... That's a, that's a .50 whip. That's seven base runners in 14 innings. He's no Josh Towers when it comes to walks, but uh, <laughs> no. J- J- look up Josh's numbers. They're insane. I think like yeah. he had a season where he walked like five guys in 100 and something innings or something. But my, my point is that Burns continues to pitch like this. And here's the other thing. These were two road starts in very, very hitter-friendly yes. ballparks, right? Cincinnati and Philadelphia. So you're not as concerned, even though the Braves have the best lineup in baseball, you still feel like a guy like Burns could be effective regardless of who he's facing off against. Yeah, so we're talking races right now in Major League Baseball. Uh, the the Brewers and Reds each winning as they continue to match each other. Brewers two-and-a-half game lead atop the NL Central. The big one today, and I feel felt bad because you mentioned you're on the Braves run line last couple days, and then looks like they're going down today. Very interesting managerial decision. Brian Snicker leaves in his, his youngster, Spencer Strider. Yep. Couple batters too late, gives up a pair of homers, including a three-run shot to give Arizona the lead. You think that was the big mistake, the nail in the coffin for the D-backs, about, for the uh, Braves, about to lose three straight to Arizona at home. It's a five. It's a five. Uh, it was a, yeah, at that point, it was a, a five-one game, but Atlanta comes roaring back. They get it to within five-three, and then. Austin Riley, go-ahead, three-run home run. Matt Olson follows that up with a solo shot. And, of course, the Braves cover the run line today with a, a game that was nothing-nothing into the sixth, ends up 7-5, the one early game that goes over that nine total. It's funny. You see right now the top three MVP candidates are Ronald Acuna and then, of course, the two guys in the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. But i got to tell you, nobody's talking about the seasons Austin Riley and Matt Olson are having. They are tremendous. Olson Banks is 32nd. Riley is 20th bomb of the year. I'll tell you, if you're in a game and if you've got, for example, Atlanta today, excuse me, Arizona today, and they've got a lead, you've got to hedge off against the Braves. Just too much risk in these games with this team and their offensive capability of coming back. You mentioned they score seven runs over the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings, one, two, and four. Uh, The Diamondbacks go into that uh, sixth inning or seventh inning, excuse me, at the bottom at a 4-1 lead, end up losing this game. Crucial loss because the Giants lose today. Uh, Good missed opportunity. Dodgers are going to be in a tough three-game set in Texas this weekend. So these are the types of games if you're Arizona. And what can you imagine what a three-game sweep would have done? Just I know oh, this is a confident yep. team, but to beat Atlanta, the best team in baseball, on the road, that would have been unbelievable. Well, especially when it sort of seemed like your season was at least sputtering a little yeah. bit. And uh, Corbin Carroll, the dynamic rookie, he hit another home run today. I just just absolutely launched one later on in that game uh, to at least keep the uh, yeah keep the Diamondbacks in a position to win, but 
again, bullpen lets him down. Uh, again, the game that is about to start, just, just going through how the market has moved here, that is Pablo Lopez from Minnesota, George Kirby of Seattle. And not a surprise them all based on, if you think about the recent form and just the, the upside for a guy in George Kirby, total is as low as you'll get today on the baseball betting card. Seven and a half your total. Seeing a little money coming on the underdog twins once again, though, Amal, from $1.35, now down to as low as minus 120 in the market. We're showing 122 on our screen. Those are numbers from the South Point here in Vegas. A couple factors you brought up. Number one, this uh, Seattle Mariners team kind of struggling a little bit here. Good opportunity at home against Minnesota over the course of the last couple games, losing the first two games, and really in fairly dominant fashion, 10-3 and 6-3. Now, that game was tied at 3-3. Twinkies pull away and win that one 6-3. You mentioned the matchup today. I like Lopez, an acquisition over from the Miami Marlins this year. Been pretty good for them. Record-wise, only 5-5, five and five, but got a 1.12 whip. George Kirby, very effective at 8-8 eight eight so far for the M's. He's a fairly inexpensive price at minus 122, but I'm glad you brought up the starting price at plus 135 on the Twinkies, or it might have been, did you say minus 135 on Seattle? Yeah, one thir- minus 135, yeah. But he, regardless, the line moves. I'll tell you one thing, if you pay attention to line moves, like Josh Applebaum will be coming up in about 30 minutes, the line moves this year in baseball have been unbelievable. If you just follow the line moves blindly, you don't even have to do anything else. You are killing it. Yeah. It, it is really unbelievable. I've seen some games where I'm against the line move. I'm like, well, oh, maybe I'll get it right. I think nope. probably like one in nine. I mean, it, it's really unbelievable how good the line moves have been this year. You know what that? You know what that one was yesterday though? It was the first five in first Phillies. I was on the line move, went down to four and a half. First five under five. What happens? Fifth inning, just a blow up inning, and yeah. yeah, that's how that stuff tends to go in the baseball. We'll transition to some NFL, some five and O team props when we come back on Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Only Visa Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on futures and season win totals. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full Visa Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175. Or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything Visa has to up your betting game. This offer ends July 31st, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. We welcome you back. It's Sharp Money. Amal Shaw is here. Brian Ortega in as producer behind the glass. I'm wearing a very bright uh, pink shirt, which is a weird juxtaposition because Brian was very upset him all in the last segment about catcher positioning, I guess, in Major League Baseball. Kind of an interesting angle to take. He, he was criticizing a good defense, not good defensive catcher, but I'd say solid. Salvador veteran. Perez. Yeah, yeah, veteran. I don't know where I don't Sal- know. I just... I'm I'm old school, but this is like the new way they're teaching is to put like the one leg. They say that it's a better defensive stance because you have one leg already down, like one knee is already down. So if you have to block the ball, you just have to drop the other knee. But if the ball's not in the area you're supposed to be in, it's hard to get over. But they, it, it works for them. So, I mean, cool. I, I had a scout tell me it's horrible in terms of trying to throw runners out. Yes, he, 100%. He can't, he can't yeah. stand it. He goes, I don't understand. He goes, why don't That's you just fair. tell the guy, go ahead and go walk to second base? Yep. No, exactly. Exactly. I, I completely agree with that. The point the point I'm trying to make them all is it's pretty rare. You know, someone wearing as bright a shirt as that, you expect them to be in a jolly old good mood. And so it, it kind of reminds me, it's like Brian would be a great uh, college basketball coach coaching at the Lahaina Civic Center, wearing the Hawaiian shirt and then just yelling with spittle coming out every direction at his players. That's what it kind of reminds me. I think he's upset because I criticized Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah, I, th- I think that's where the pink shirt is coming from. Well, yes, from. the reason the I'm wearing show. my pink shirt, for anybody who's watching on VEASAN.com, um, I am well, going to you. see a double feature tonight. Uh, of Oppenheimer and Barbie, the event of the season in the movie world, and I am very excited about it. How long are the movies? Uh, so Oppenheimer's three hours, so that's going to be st- – I'm going to watch Jeez. that start at 5. Good. And then it's going to end God. about 8.15, 8.30 because, you know, commercials. And then I have a ticket to go see Barbie at 9 o'clock. So I have a 30 minutes to, you know, uh, just sort of decompress from the uh, magnificent uh, – Achievement that is Oppenheimer. I thought the double features were like something that happened on Mad Men. I'm all, I didn't think that was something that happened in you know in real life in 2023. <laughs> I mean, are we on? Are we living in uh, Lower Manhattan in 1963 or what? Well, this is a once in a decade. It's like a once in a decade moment to have these two massive movies come out together, and they're both sure. tracking to go over like their expected projected number, which kind of weird to say that, but um, okay. Barbie was Good supposed to make around 80 million. And now it's supposed to make somewhere around 120, 130 million opening weekend, which uh, I think that would be the largest opening for a female director ever. Um, and uh, I believe 
Oppenheimer is tracking to make around 50 million, which that would be a pretty big opening for an R-rated drama. Uh, I think Nolan's largest R-rated opening was 60 million, and that was for I believe Dunkirk. Uh, I okay. Believe, so I'm shaking my head I, or nodding my head. I don't really know anything of what he's talking about, but it is comical that as much as I'm making fun of Ortega for watching a double feature of films that are what three hours and two hours back to back. Uh, we we do sit them all and watch sporting events that last three hours and two hours back to back to back uh, every you know just easily and it's like I don't even think twice about it. But yeah, but that's different, right? Like in essence, you may have bet on the game uh, or you may have a rooting interest for a team. And here's the great thing about sports, unlike a movie, if he goes sees Oppenheimer or Barbie today, tomorrow, the next week, the result and the ending are still going to be the same. Yep. You know, we don't know. No in game. No in game. You got that right. Um, you know, we don't know here. In terms of what's going to happen in a game, perfect example. We talked about the Braves and the Diamondbacks, right? It's Arizona's sure. up four-one in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, right now, San Diego threatening two-nothing. Padres lead as Vladdy Guerrero Jr. hits a homer in the bottom of the seventh, but runners on first and second. Nobody out here for the Padres with Manny Machado stepping to the plate. That's why we encourage you to check out Brian's podcast because all that is you know in his podcast feed while we talk about. The betting sports here. What if I have a sweet, like a uh, future on the Academy Awards for Oppenheimer, well, Barbie, which is now available at DraftKings. I know. If you when, it, when are the Academy Awards? That's, uh, that's in March. That's so right now, just question. so you know, you should not be betting Oppenheimer because it's the clear favorite. It's like plus one forty. It was like plus six hundred like three weeks ago. So wait until Killers of the Flower Moon comes out. The movement, the the line movement, the steam, if you will. Thanks, Josh Applebaum. Uh, will go back right. towards more center, and then you start buying on Oppenheimer because you missed the number. It mentioned the Academy Awards. Like one of my favorite things to do in like January, people. I'm like, I got a birthday coming up soon. They're like, Oh, really? When? I'm like, November. <laughs> I'm like, You know, what are you kidding me? Did you just say to bet the Oscars? We got a. There's a ton of other futures <laughs> bets we can make that are far, far superior. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So long in advance. Well, speaking of futures that are at least something I, that you could be able to cash them all before the month of. Real, real quick, I yeah. don't want to get mad at Ortega because his mom has sent in like she makes cookies. She does. I just want to know when we're going into business. I mean, they're unbelievable off the charts. So Ross and I are working together one Saturday, and they're like, oh, you should try one. Dude, as soon as oh, these guys stopped I, looking, I ate the whole thing. It was unbelievable. I get really excited. Just so you know, just so everybody knows at the, at the company, the big dates that my mom will typically always send sweets will be Valentine's Day, Christmas, sometimes Halloween, or whenever I tell her to bring food. I'm telling you right now, I was embarrassed, dude. There was nothing left for the next That's shift. so funny. I, over the last two weeks, I've discovered your two weaknesses, cookies and Doritos. Well, no, the reason why I eat the Doritos because they're free here. I would never yeah. actually eat them otherwise. I, st- I was starting to think you and Isaiah Wrinkle might be somewhat related, but. <laughs> we got the same barber. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Isaiah Wrinkle downstairs, one of our outstanding guys. That's a good record. So I had to bring him in today. Uh, so we'll, we'll start this conversation now. I'm all carried over into the next uh, block here on Sharp Money. We're talking about some futures you could actually bet that are more of like these pseudo like half-season futures where if you're really bullish on a particular team and like the way the schedule starts in the NFL, there's some good plus money options right now for NFL teams to go five and zero. list is up at DraftKings. What I don't like is that you can't like, there are yeses and no prices. Now there are not, uh, you, you don't have this option on every team. It's mostly the teams that are projected to be pretty good this year. Philadelphia is the favorite at plus three eighty, And in large part due to their schedule, where if Philadelphia, if you believe they beat new England in week one, of them all, you get home Minnesota at Tampa Bay, home Washington at LA Rams first five games of the year. So that's the first one we'll start out with. As far as Philadelphia comes in with an 11 and a half win total off a 14 win season last year in favorites to win the NFC. Is this a team you expect given that they are a run heavy team, a physical team who will have their, their, their healthiest roster available at the start of the year to come out guns blazing here and, uh, and roll off five to start the year. I, I think there's a great possibility. The schedule is not overly daunting. You know, you're at the Pats, but I love it in a week one spot. The big thing is you get the Vikings again, Thursday night at home early in the season. Ben, I think playing the Thursday night early is good. You're not as banged up. Quicker turnaround is always a challenge, but you get that out of the way. That's a huge benefit for this team. They've got two more Sunday night games and a Monday night and, of course, the Christmas Day. I'm not sure what day Christmas falls on this year, but, uh, you know, it's it's interesting in terms of when you look at the schedule. Be, it could be something that really benefits them early on. Look, I think this team has got an opportunity, 11 and a half wins. I feel comfortable, despite the fact that they've got the Chiefs. This is a ridiculous four weeks they have, including a bye. Cowboys at the Chiefs, Bills, 49ers at Cowboys. That's five weeks. Holy cow. I mean, yeah. That's a monstrous five-game schedule, but if they can handle that, this team, to me, they've got a great opportunity to get to 12 wins. I, I'm not going to bet it. Uh, I, I don't, even though I like Philly a lot, and I think they're one of the two favorites in the NFC, 
forget the regular season. It's about the postseason. Yeah. That's where they got to be focused. But that stretch, Ben, I don't remember seeing a stretch this hard for any team ever. Week nine, Dallas. Bye. At Kansas City on Monday Night Football, then you got Buffalo at home, the Niners at home, and then at Dallas on Sunday Night Football. That is brutal. Yeah, and then a cross-country trip. We'll see if they if they come back to Philadelphia. Then go to Seattle. That's week 15. Christmas this year, by the way, I'm all on a Monday, so they'll have uh, the extra day of rest. Okay, Most so of the Monday NFL games game. in week 16 will be on Christmas Eve uh, on that Sunday. Well, also, you think about the you know the first part of the the schedule, too, and it, it, it feel, kind of feels like anecdotally so many teams who had really good years prior who have continued to bulk up their rosters and are clear contenders. It feels like this happens so often where a team gets off to a really good start. They, they want to live up to expectations. Then you get that midseason swoon. And sometimes that is based on schedule, which in Philadelphia's case, it looks like, but you get a Viking team. Remember that was a week two game last year on Monday yeah. night, Philadelphia, absolutely obliterated Minnesota after they had blown out green Bay in week one, the Vikings had, and a lot of people liked the Vikings in that week two game on the road. And then to get new England, where regardless of how bill Belichick's teams have been historically, they've always tended to struggle early on earlier on in the season. And the players have as much admitted that where they don't want to peak in September. It's a, a bill Belichick philosophy. They want to work their way into the season. And so that is a really difficult starting point for new England. Even if you think they could be better than the market is perceiving. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's something that you got to pay attention to. And you bring up a really good point. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was on the Vikings in that game because I didn't believe in uh, Jalen hurts. And this guy has been unbelievable. I, I am a, a full fledged believer. This guy can flat out play. I think he's a top six quarterback in the NFL. Now I know that's a quick turn on somebody in a year, but the way he performed in that super bowl in the playoffs, I was really impressed by him. You're, you're absolutely right. That Minnesota game is a good opportunity for them. That's a team you want to pay attention to potentially. I, I know as many people are not high on them, but again, it's going to come down to that game in week 13 for potential home field advantage, big situation for them. Uh, this, this is going to be, I mean, this is a brutal schedule to finish out, but the good thing for them is they get the giants in two of the last three games of the year. And based on the way the giants record projects out, they may not be in contention and almost it's not, you're going to say they're going to lie down, but even it's their rival, they don't care as much. Sure. That's a great point to make. Just extrapolating forward the schedule for Philadelphia. We'll talk about some of the other teams that are in this five and zero market at DraftKings right now. A couple teams who are five to one including the San Francisco 49ers. We talked about them yesterday in the NFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs 5-1. to one. Same deal for the Cincinnati Bengals. Which of those three teams would we potentially target? There's also a team in the Buffalo Bills who's just passed that at 6-1. to one. So four big-name teams. Do they have the goods to start 5-0 and oh, and, more importantly, the scheduling to do so? We'll discuss next year on Sharp Money. I, where's this? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now, you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. It's Sharp Money with Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson, live from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio. We'll have more baseball to discuss in a little bit. We've got a few day games on right now. Alejandro Kirk just goes yard for the Blue Jays. 4-0 lead over the Padres in the bottom of the eighth. One of several games with playoff implications. Right now, though, Amal continuing the conversation. Potential NFL teams to go 5-0 and out of the shoot. You can bet this at DraftKings, one of many markets that are now available that are kind of the pseudo partial season futures. You don't have to bet a team for the full season, but if you like the schedule out of the gate, you can give it a shot. And Philadelphia certainly is very tempting at plus 380. Trio of teams next, Amal, that sit at a 5-1 to one right now on the list. The defending champ, Kansas City Chiefs, are the first one I'll, I'll throw at you. You look at where, where the Chiefs are at coming out of the gates here. Start off with the, the Thursday night game, 49 days away officially now against the Detroit Lions, and then... At Jacksonville, which early in the year, that will not be an easy uh, test in the heat humidity of South, of uh, North Florida. At uh, They'll also be at the New York Jets and at Minnesota in the first five-game sandwiched against a home date against Chicago. So with a team that, look, deep, defensively, well, kind of feels like Kansas City is, as, is in as good of a place as they have been in a, quite a long time with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. The question is, how quickly will that all come together under Steve Spagnolo, and, and how much do you expect them uh, to make it through that first gauntlet, three road games in their first five unscathed? Yeah, I think it's going to be challenging. You've got that Sunday night game at the Jets. That'll be a tough atmosphere. Then you go next week to Minnesota. You mentioned they open on Thursday with the Lions. Now, the one advantage they do have with playing the Jaguars on the road in week two is they play that Thursday night game, so you've got three additional days to get ready for Jacksonville. And it's going to be an important game in the AFC because the one thing quietly, Ben, I'm not necessarily high on the Jaguars as maybe other people are. I do believe they win the division. But the Jags could potentially contend for the best record True. because they're in such a weak division. So you're looking at you know going 5-1, and 6-0 in the AFC South. So that's an important game. They do have the Bears at home in week three. But based on what we've seen so far, I would take Philadelphia over the Chiefs. And what did you say the Phillies? Oh, the Phillies. The Eagles number was? Uh, Eagles was plus 380. Yeah, you can see yeah. why it's shorter than these. Uh, the number with the Chiefs at 5-1. to one. It's, well, it's why you know, Jacksonville is a – if you are a, a believer in what the Doug Peterson is head coach and yeah. Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback have done combined with that relatively weak division, like 15-1 to – there are worse long shot bets for most wins, regular season wins. Jacksonville fifteen to one. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll necessarily get there, but when you look at them and what the momentum brought them last year in that playoff win against the Chargers, it helps a lot. Lawrence takes another step forward in year number three. This team's in a really good position. They've gotten a little bit better. Uh, I think this is a good opportunity for this team. As far as the other five to one teams, them all in that grouping: San Francisco, Cincinnati, each five to one. Between those two, does one interest you more than the other? Um, I would probably say the Philadelphia Eagles talking about oh, so the five to one. Yeah. The, the five to one. Yeah. one. Um, I agree that the Eagles are the one that, yeah. that, that, that is the most logical. It's why that's a short shot plus three eighty. But if, I, if you were to go longer, I'm not really in love with any of these, but especially like San Francisco no, I, goes road, road out of the, out of the shoot, even though they will be favored in both games at Pittsburgh and at LA Rams. I, I would take actually in the five to one, I would take the Niners. You're at the Steelers. No problem opener. If you can win that game at the Rams, I like their chances. Mm -hmm. And then you have the giants at home on Thursday night, Cardinals at home. And then you're, uh, you have the Cowboys at home on Sunday night. The Cowboys won't be an easy game, but a couple of factors, Ben, you have a great situation to be able to hedge in that final game. The Cardinals should be an easy victory for them. And I, I just think San Francisco, to me, is still the cream of the crop right there with Philadelphia in the NFC. Completely agree. That's why I would definitely favor them over Cincinnati. And I'm glad that our producer, Brian Ortega, included the Bengals on this list because even in the recent couple of years, I'm all aware under Zach Taylor as head coach, the Bengals have been much better. They have traditionally struggled out of the gates in September. A lot of that was because of new pieces at offensive line. So that could be the one case. If you believe, well, now the O-line has been together, they shouldn't have the same issues. But this is not easy. You go at Cleveland, a, a rejuvenated Browns team, first year with a full offseason for quarterback Deshaun Watson, 
home against Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and that new look offense. Also, uh, road games, I realize at it's kind of like those first two weeks of the big ones, though, Amal, because you get at Tennessee, at Arizona, two teams projected to be a bit weaker with a home game against the Rams on Monday Night Football. But I would not touch the Bengals at 5-1, to one, even though those last three games are definitely tempting since they will be big big favorites. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But remember, the Browns are uh, have had good success against the Cincinnati team with Joe Burrow under center. And an important game for Cleveland in the home opener uh, to start the season. Great opportunity for the Browns there. I agree with you, Ben. However, you could theoretically bet the Browns and bet this 5-1 to one bet. The Ravens at home, I think they should be able to get past them. But again, it's not a slam dunk with Lamar Jackson and this Baltimore team. You're right, though. As you go down the, uh, the line after that, the Rams at the Titans at the Cardinals look very manageable. But I still think Philadelphia and San Francisco are better plays than these two in terms of the uh, matchups. Agreed. You know, the one that actually did jump out to me as well as more of a, a longer shot type bet was just pulling up the list for the so the Baltimore Ravens have actually been taken off this market, but Baltimore was earlier up and they were in, they were in a double digit range. I want to say it was 11 to one for Baltimore where just think, you know, the first, at least the first three games, even, you know, this is not necessarily a team you would bet in this market, regardless, they're not available right now, but to get Houston and Indianapolis at home in, in two of your first three games, and yeah. also a divisional team that tends at least historically under the current regime to struggle early in September, that's, that's a, as good of a start as you could ask for if you're John Harbaugh as a head coach with those three, if you're watching us, Beeson.com, YouTube TV, home Houston at Cincinnati, home Indianapolis, even though it is Cincy, and that's a daunting task. I'd, if you're John Harbaugh, you have to love what you're getting out of the shoot. Well, I would say yes in the sense that you get the Texans and the Colts in two of the first three games, but I'll tell you what, the, the season can be decided pretty quickly for this team. You're at Cincinnati, at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh. I mean, my God. Do they want Baltimore to be eliminated from the division race pretty quickly? Well, I know, I'm saying it could go. Look, it's one of those things. It could go very well or very, very poorly. Because yeah, at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh, then you go to London, and then hey, take on a Detroit. Everybody is seemingly crowning the next uh, Super Bowl champion. So it, it is an interesting uh, stretch. It's just if you're higher on that team. No, I just also think about for teams that have different personnel, like new offensive coordinators coming in, who are going to look a little bit different, even if a lot of the pieces are still the same. It is very, very beneficial to get weaker teams on paper, especially at home to start the year, if you're trying to in- incorporate new things in real NFL regular season offenses. That's fair. I, I think from that standpoint, you're absolutely right. Uh, the, but the one good thing for them is the back end of the schedule is not as bad. Um, I mean, you got the Rams. You're mm-hmm. at the Jaguars fine, but uh, Dolphins and Steelers to close out the regular season, you know, you like your chances in those two spots. But last year they blew a lead, right? It was uh, there to... 35-14 lead against the Dolphins? Yes, that was week two, I believe, yeah. and ended up. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. But, you know, outside of, the, outside of the Texans and the Colts, maybe the Titans in London, and that's a home game for the Ravens. That's, that's what's even yes. worse. Because Baltimore has got a good home field advantage, good fan base, good crowd. It, that's a little bit of a challenge. But they don't have... To me, when you go to the back half of the schedule, I, I mean, yeah, the Rams are there, and I mentioned those games at home, but they don't have any layups for sure, right? The Rams might be the one, but you got the Hawks, the Seahawks, the Browns, the Bengals, the Chargers, um, Jaguars, 49ers, even the Dolphins and Steelers, even though I think being at home, it's a huge benefit. Those are not layups. No question. And it's why I just look at Baltimore coming out of the game. They understand how important those first few weeks are to take care of business, at least in the first, those two home games, understanding how tough things actually do get starting in week four at Cleveland. Uh, the other team on our list here that we'll break down is the Buffalo Bills. They are six to one. But when you think about opening the season on, on, on Monday night at the new Meadowlands against the New York Jets, I get that you get home Raiders at Washington commanders. And then a couple of, well, one is a home game. One is a uh, London game against Jacksonville after a home game against Miami. But three of those first five teams are good enough where I would, I would have serious doubts about like, why would you want to bet the, the bills and tie up your money in a prep like that? I, I would agree with you. I, I think though, the two that you look at, and we've talked about this Philadelphia and San Francisco. I think both of these teams have a legitimate shot to start five and zero. even if both don't, I think one of them might. Oh, easily could, I could easily see it. Meanwhile, Buffalo with that 10 and a half season win total, it is shaded over after winning 13 uh, games last year. But I've, I, I wonder if like, cause I always try to pinpoint, we'll, we'll talk a little bit later in the show too. Uh, general contest strategy, Amal, since you are always in these circa millions and, and we'll talk survivor strategy as well. This doesn't really follow in, follow into either category, but there's always one game week one that you, you take away from and people completely overreact to. I wonder if that Buffalo New York jet Monday night game could be the overreaction game of week one this year, where let's just say where Buffalo comes out and just looks it's like they, yeah, all the hype is there on the jets. Yeah. It's a raucous crowd. Buffalo looks shaky out of the gates. 
Jets win, and we're ready to just completely say, all right, well, this Bills team is is completely falling apart and fraudulent like some people thought the off, in the offseason. Well, I think a couple things. Number one, you have to take into consideration the injury to DeMar Hamlin just from a mental standpoint. Mm-hmm. That was a huge blow for this team, what happened in Cincinnati. They get blown out by the Bengals in the playoff game. I shouldn't say blown out, but they were dominated from just an overall standpoint. If you look at that game, you never felt comfortable or confident if you had the Buffalo Bills in that one. Also, um, to me, look, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I I think he's the most accurate passer I've ever seen. Mahomes is going to probably go down, in my opinion. And, you know, I I don't have a problem if people disagree. I think Mahomes will eventually go down as the greatest quarterback ever. But he's not the most accurate passer when you compare him to me to a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is unbelievable. You've got Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson – this team is really good defensively. And think about how many times Zach Wilson was going three and out, no, three and out, excuse me, three and out with this offense. I think this team's going to be really dangerous. Don't sleep on this Jets team. Sure. I understand people's affinity for Buffalo and some of the consternation for the Jets, but I think Rodgers just elevates them yeah. so much. It's okay, Mo. When you start bringing up the words Zach Wilson, it's easy to make yeah. your brain melt. Hard to put words together. We'll we'll have a lot to discuss at hour number two, starting with Visa analyst Josh Applebaum right after this on Sharp Money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.